Hey everybody, this is your friend Siege, and on behalf of the guys at Five Reasons Sports, I'd like to thank you for listening to our ridiculousness. You can follow the show on Twitter at FLManMurders, and on Instagram at FloridaManMurdersPod. Follow Chris on Twitter at ByChrisJoseph, and on Instagram at ChrisJoseph13. Give Roger a follow on Twitter at DatRoroKid. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, OnlyFans, whatever, all at Siegeness. Do us a solid and hit that subscribe button. Give us a rating, five stars if you're feeling sassy. Leave us a comment and let us know what mysterious Florida mayhem you'd like to hear us talk about. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, steal a stranger's phone and subscribe for them. The only way this grows is with your help. Love you. Mean it. Bye. You're listening to The Florida Man Murders, a true crime comedy podcast about murder, madness, mayhem, and other shady shit that goes down in the Sunshine State. Each week, your hosts, Chris, Roger, and Siege, take you on a dark, twisted journey through the bowels of the most wretched fiends and nefarious events throughout the history of Florida and then make inane quote-unquote funny observations about it all like the half-soused nitwits that they are. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the crazy, if you dare. Dateline. Hey, rap. Dateline, it. Florida. Do it. Do it. All of Florida. The whole Florida. Who we got oh, this week? Agreeable. Hey, <laughs> 1508 to 1521. What? Whole Holy Florida. Shit. Man. Oh, good years, man. I, I, gotta, I gotta Google Maps that. Some good years, man. 1508 Whoa. to 1521. <laughs> Was there really time back uh, then? Yeah. Who did you get this? Who were the sources? Uh, Ponce, <laughs> Ponce de Leon? Juan Ponce de Leon was born in oh, shit. 1560. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the village of... Some might say the first Florida man. Arguably. Arguably. Arguably the first Florida man. Okay. Juan Ponce de Leon was born in 1460 in the village of Santeveras de Campos in Leon in northern Spain. In Leon County, Florida. <laughs> the identity of Ponce de Leon's parents is a matter of debate among historians, but Puerto Rican historian Aurelio Tio claims that Claims that Ponce's parents were most likely Pedro Ponce de Leon and Leonor de Figueroa. Hmm. I like this guy's name's Theo, like somebody's uncle. Theo, yeah. <laughs> What's this? What was his first name again? Aurelio Theo. Aurelio, uncle. Uncle yeah. Aurelio. Theo. Uncle Aurelio <laughs> says that his parents were Pedro Ponce de Leon. I wonder what gave that away. And Leonor <laughs> de Figueroa. This means that Ponce was born into an influential and wealthy Spanish noble family. I wish I was. <laughs> born rich. <laughs> Ponce yeah. spent some time as a page in the royal court of Aragon. Aragon was a ruling body and key part of the domestic government of the Spanish Empire. He very much got that job through his dad, no doubt. <laughs> The earliest form of nepotism. <laughs> yeah. You know who my dad early, is? Yeah. <laughs> Nepo baby. Spanish. I'm calling my dad. Spanish, uh, <laughs> Sean Lennon, if you will. <laughs> Very in a crypto. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what did I call him? <laughs> Pale skin, hair oh. plug. He calls Ape. Baby Yoko, I think. <laughs> Baby Yoko. Not long after this, Ponce enlisted in the Spanish army. During the final years of Spain's push to reconquer the Iberian Peninsula, 
by expelling the Moors. Uh, Ponce saw some action fighting in the battle against the Emirate of Granada and the final Muslim stronghold in Spain. In 1492, Spain was victorious over the Moors. In 1493... In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yes, uh, and he's about to enter our story. You guys are like two steps ahead oh, of me. Oh, shit. I in need to four- shut up. In 1499... <laughs> you know, he had three ships... Uh... The Nina, the Pinta. No, he had four. The Santa Maria and the Santa Cristina. Yeah. Ooh. Little known facts. Wow. Little known facts. Hey, listen. You guys are. My friend Siege coming through. (laughs) That's right. Your friend Siege knows some shit. So you're just going to have to trust me sometimes. All right. Yeah. That was not in my notes. In 1493, not long after that war, uh, navigator and explorer Christopher Columbus was campaigning to go on a second voyage after the crown deemed his first voyage in 1492 a huge success for the empire. Columbus had recently returned from his first voyage where he insisted he had reached Asia, it was actually Cuba, and that he had discovered a beautiful island off the coast of China, it was actually Hispaniola. In seeking financing for the trip, Columbus wrote the royal court a letter and lied to them, telling them that that there was more money to be made on his second voyage because there was a shit ton of gold in the hills. There wasn't. And that the natives he encountered were so generous, he stole from them. (laughs) And uh, he wrote them a letter, and guess what, fellas? What? Uh, I have that letter. Wait. Oh, Yes. (laughs) so this is a letter from christopher (laughs) columbus to the royal court of spain oh wait he was italian do mario yeah (laughs) yeah i mean you could easily do an italian one like that's totally okay to do quote hispaniola is a miracle mountains and hills (laughs) plains and pastures are both fertile and beautiful harbors are unbelievable good and they are Many wide rivers, of which majority contain gold. <laughs> the Indians are so naive and free with their possessions that no one has not witnessed them could believe it. When you ask for something they have, they never say a no. <laughs> to the contrary, they offer to share with everyone. With the help from their majesties, I will bring her back from my next voyage as much of gold as they need, and as as many as slaves as they ask. Thus the eternal God, our Lord, gives victory to those who follow his way over apparent impossibilities. That is a spicy meatball. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, shit. Wow. I didn't learn anything that you said. I just couldn't focus <laughs> yeah, on that. I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> He basically said, there's a lot of gold, and the Indians are really nice, and none of that is true. Indians were nice, and they shared, and they didn't have fighting amongst their society. They they just gave whatever you asked them, like, with no questions. Amazing, Uh, amazing. Imagine if we had left the natives of this continent alone, hmm. how much better this place would be. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the... uh, the problem with all this, of course, was Columbus's letter was filled with bullshit. There was no gold in the hills of Hispaniola, and the natives were generous, but not that generous. Um, but the Spanish crown was persuaded, and so they supplied Columbus with money, 17 ships, and 1,200 men. Holy fuck. Yeah, they just nice. gave him a shit ton of shit. One of those men was 19-year-old Ponce de Leon who joined the crew as a gentleman volunteer. Ooh. Where can I get a gentleman volunteer? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Once they arrived at Hispaniola, dear Lord, knowing that there was no gold, uh, Columbus decided to fill the ship with slaves to appease the Spanish crown. There it is. He, uh, he, def- he mentioned one of those. Yeah. yeah, I think he was more like, holy shit, they went for it. 
<laughs> he went to Hispaniola knowing there's no gold and like, what do we do now? Let's just throw humans at it. Humans and suffering. Yeah. That ought to work. He and his men, including our boy Ponce, they went on a slave raid. They rounded up 1,500 men, women, and children natives and locked them up in pens to send them to Spain. Even having all these slaves wasn't going to be enough to appease his investors. So, Columbus ordered all native males, 14 and older, to go find gold. Each was given a quota, and if they met that quota, they were rewarded with copper coins to hang around their necks. Here, you guys go, you guys go just find gold. Like, I'm not going to tell you where. Just go look. Go find gold. You bring it back to me, and I'll give you this this little piece of Useless piece of shit copper coin to <laughs> hang on your necklace. Uh... Those who failed to bring back any gold had their hands cut off and left to bleed to death. The native men who tried to escape were hunted down with dogs, and when the natives were captured, they were hanged or burned to death. This led to mass suicides among the natives, and some became so desperate that they killed their own infants to have their, chil- to have their children avoid the yoke and torture at the hands of Columbus's men. Jesus Christ. Mm. Natives were beaten, raped, and tortured for the location of non-existent gold. Eventually, Columbus returned to Spain, where he would be allowed to go on two more voyages. Uh, Ponce de Leon, however, stayed behind. When the Spanish discovered an island the native people called Boriquin, which means the land of the brave lord. And Boriquin is what we today call Puerto Rico. Spain appointed Nicolas de Ovando as governor of Hispaniola, and Ponce was stationed to work under Ovando. They were tasked with bringing order to the area, which Ovando and Ponce took to heart. Ovando and Ponce picked up where Columbus had left off, in terms of being assholes. He was given a lot more men and ships than Columbus had. Among those men was a young priest named Bartolomé de las Casas, like most of the men with who Spain sent over as part of his payment working under Ovando. Las Casas was given his own plantation on Española along with several slaves. But, unlike his fellow Spaniards, Las Casas did not enjoy subjugating humans to slavery. So he freed his slaves and rejected any more offers of slaves. He then spent the rest of his time in Española writing down all the horrible shit Spaniards did to the natives. Thank fucking God for that priest. (laughs) <laughs> one good priest one good priest and a lot of them. no right uh yeah everything we know about all the horrors and shit came from this guy's writings uh he wrote that even though the natives were super chill it wouldn't surprise him if they one day decided to rebel against their oppressors he wrote quote endless testimonies prove the mild and passive temperament of the natives but our work was to exasperate ravage kill mangle and destroy Small wonder, then, if they tried to kill one of us now and then. The admiral was as blind as those who came before him. He was so anxious to please the king that he committed irreparable crimes against the Indians. He and his men thought nothing of knifing Indians by the tens and twenties and cutting slices off them to test the sharpness of their blades. Las tells another story where two native boys were found carrying exotic parrots. The Spaniards stole the parrots from the boys and then beheaded the boys. Jesus. Fucking hell, man. Fucking house of horrors there. Dude, you know, as many times as, like, we've heard some of these fucking horrible, horrible atrocities, it does not make it any better or any easier to listen to them over and over and over again, knowing that, like, we're basically ground zero for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they pretty much, like Cuba, they ravaged all the natives there. And, and whatever they didn't ravage, they succumbed to the disease that they brought. Yeah, that was the other thing. Mm-hmm. So they had to supplant that with African slave trade. Yep. Let's just keep stealing these other humans. It's like, <laughs> who the fuck comes up with that? White people. sorry guys sorry guys Uh, have you been have you been paying attention to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) 
It's true. It's true. No, I really don't. I mean, by my commentary, you guys should probably know that. <laughs> in 1503, Ovando began to hear rumors that the natives were going to start a rebellion. Hooray! He went to a native chief woman named Anna Coena. Anna Coena. I like it. Who had a friendly business relationship with the Spaniards to discuss how to quell this coming rebellion. Ovando told Anna Coena that he was visiting her town with his men to celebrate their good relations. Anna Coena had her tribe through, throw a party for their visitors. During the party, Ovando ordered his men to turn on the natives. Motherfucker. Many natives were killed. Eighty of them, eighty of them were burned alive. Anna Coena herself was hanged. Oh, man. Uh, Las Casas was there, and he wrote that there were children among the massacred. He wrote that the Spanish oh, yeah. soldiers... Las Casas is like, he's all up in every... <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> like there with a notebook, like, yeah. all right, here's another one yeah. i got to write about. Yeah. It's amazing they didn't stop him or kill him. He's just, yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, are you writing about us? Like, I see you feverishly writing <laughs> us decapitating these kids. Just curious. No, I'm playing Sudoku. What do you mean? That's a man of God. He'll lie for us. I'm doing Mad Libs. <laughs> he also wrote that Spanish soldiers would slash the legs off the boys as they tried to run. They really like attacking kids. Like, these fuckers. Yeah. I, I mean, look, we make jokes and everything and all that stuff all the time, but, like, I honestly can't personally fathom what kind of humanity you have to lack to be able to just like massacre people and like especially like women and children and like like slashing legs off of kids who are running for their lives yeah cool sorry guys i wanted to bring down the pot a little bit (laughs) my friend siege is a bummer that's right So, news of the massacre spread to other tribes across the island, and a revolt broke out against the Spanish among a group of natives led by a Tayanos chieftain named Cutubano. Chief Cutubano and his men overran a Spanish garrison in a town called Higüe on the island's eastern side, killing about nine Spanish soldiers stationed there. The Tayanos, I think, are kind of fucking badasses, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Ovando assigned Ponce de Leon to crush the rebellion. So this is Ponce's first big mission. Ponce's men overwhelmed the Tyanos warriors with their muskets, swords, and guns. But that wasn't enough. When native warriors surrendered, Ponce had them killed by either hanging or stabbing to death. Ponce then had the remaining Tyanos men, women, and children rounded up and disemboweled alive. Fuck you. Others had their hands and feet cut off as Spanish soldiers taunted them. The brutality was so bad, Las Casas wrote a letter to Spanish authorities telling them about it. Spanish authorities were horrified by the news. Ponce de Leon's massacre of the Tainos peoples was so bad, even the greatest colonizers of all time were like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> time out. That's a step that? too far. But please, keep bringing us slaves. <laughs> we want totally them whole. Don't kill them. Bring we them to us. want them whole and alive to yeah. work for free. You need hands and feet to work for us. Kings, queens, and other officials sent word to Ovando and Ponce to chill the fuck out, issuing a royal law that they should follow. But because this was the 1500s, where everything was sent via ocean voyage and shit took forever, the law arrived too late, and by 1519, the Tayano of the Hiwe region were already, for the most part, enslaved or completely wiped out, and their number had, had declined severely. The Spanish then brought in African slaves to replace the natives, as Roger pointed out earlier. They were running out of Taino, so they just brought in African slaves. Within a few months, Ponce was able to track down and kill Chief Cutubano, who had been one of the final Taino chiefs on the island. Las Casas wrote that since the Spaniards had arrived, over three million natives have perished from war, slavery, and being worked to death mining for gold. He wrote, quote, who in the future generations will believe this? I myself writing it as a, as a knowledgeable eyewitness can hardly believe it. So it's a whole total genocide. Yeah, this, uh, like people, people in this country don't realize like just how horrible 
some of this shit was. Mm-hmm. You know, but yet, let's go fucking celebrate Italian American Heritage Day. You know? <laughs> fucking go eat our pizza and, like, celebrate statues in Columbus Square and shit like that. Yeah. At, I'm fucking University of Miami. The fucking address is on Ponce de Leon Boulevard. You know? Yeah. One of my favorite surf spots is at Ponce Inlet in New Smyrna Beach. It's 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 everywhere, and it's just so casually recognized, especially here in Florida. But I mean, it's like <clears throat> I I don't you, you can compare it to like Confederate statues and shit like that. But this shit was obviously thrown up way earlier than those fucking showpieces. Yeah. But I mean, th- this like this is this is one that I've always taken to heart. <laughs> just because of growing up here and being amongst the friends that I have and stuff. And it's just, right. I don't know. This is, I fucking hate this. This is always something that nobody even chooses to even recognize in this country. You know, it's no, I mean, uh, we, we still have like streets yeah. named after it in, in Miami and like yeah. fucking high schools. They and have, shit. they have like, arguments I... over whether or not <laughs> it's, the it's... Holocaust existed. It's... But yet they don't even acknowledge this in like yeah. half the school books, you know. I mean, growing up in in Miami, like all the fucking Florida history books, yep. celebrated, of course, and all that shit. Like it was like you know he was the founder of our great state, as we know, and it's it's like it's kind of like weirdly embedded in your brain. Yeah, fountain of youth. And yeah, they make this little fairy tale shit up, and like behind it is like. Fucking highway of blood. He was just wandering through Florida, <laughs> gallivanting around and making friends yeah. with the animals. Can't wait to see the fucking Disney film version of this guy. Ponce <laughs> <laughs> ah. uh, was rewarded by Ovando for his actions against the Native Rebellion. He was publicly praised and was given a large estate on Boca de Yuma. He was given a group of slaves who would work his estate. Ovando also rewarded Ponce with a promotion, making him frontier governor of the province of Igwe. Because Igwe was located in the eastern part of the island, it was the final stop for Spanish ships before heading back to Spain. This made the port a cash cow for Ponce. So he ordered his slaves to grow yucca and sweet potatoes, raise pigs and cattle, and produce a variety of other crops, all to sell to outgoing ships. So he was rich and became even richer. Mm -hmm. I love how (laughs) that works. That's always how it works. Uh, Meanwhile, Queen Isabella was very much opposed to the exploitation of natives, but before she could do anything about it, she became ill and died. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure she would have really, you know, gone all out just to get it stopped. You know, <laughs> real Harriet Tubman over there. I'll get around to it. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> uh, her husband, King Ferdinand, authorized Ponce to conquer the remaining Tainos people and exploit them by forcing them to mine gold. Yeah, just uh, like like just go find it in a field. It's like what are they mining? Did they think they were still like in Asia and China when they were doing this, all this? <laughs> I think at this point gold. they yeah, knew it was a whole new area, but yeah, I think Columbus was the most idiotic of those guys. <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, this is actually a whole new place." Right. But they've got natives there; we can enslave anyway, so it's all good. And we'll just keep calling it's it a India. whole new place, but it's obviously got gold in the bottom of it, obviously. just like the other places. Every, yeah, obviously. Uh, with his newfound wealth, Ponce married a Spaniard uh, named Leonora and had four children with her. Uh, three girls and a boy, if anyone's interested. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what were their ages and names? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even with all his money, property, slaves, and power, Ponce still lusted for gold. Natives on the island began to report to him that there were a shit ton of gold over in an unexplored island called Puerto Rico. 
Ponce petitioned his buddy, King Ferdinand, to allow him to conduct an expedition to, into Puerto Rico, which Spain had not yet formally attempted. In 1508, King Ferdinand gave him the green light. So Ponce took 50 men and sailed on over. They settled in what is now modern-day San Juan. They did find some gold, but nothing to write home about. Oh, God, that only incentivized their whole fucking stupid quest. <laughs> yeah. It was just, just some stuff that a tourist dropped in the bay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Metal detectors. On these watch. <laughs> uh he returned to Hispaniola a few months later when supplies ran low. Thinking he would be reprimanded for wasting the crown's time and money, Ponce instead returned to more praise from Governor Avando. He's, he's just failing upwards as fuck. He completely <laughs> continues to fail upward. Seriously. <laughs> we live in hell. <laughs> we really do. We really we live do. in a hell world. That's not how did, how did it take us way. this long to figure that out? He's fucking Elon Musk, this guy. He's basically oh Elon Musk. Oh my god. Oh man. Doge gold. <laughs> Doge Rico. Still hailed as a hero in Ovando's eyes over his massacre of the Tayanos, and seen as a brave explorer who sailed to Puerto Rico for Spain's glory. Ovando appointed Ponce as a new governor of Puerto Rico. How many governorships does he have at this point? This is his second. He's a governor of a small town in Hispaniola, which is Haiti. And now he's mm -hmm. the full-on governor of all of Puerto Rico. So the king ordered Ponce de Leon to start colonizing Puerto Rico and to obtain more gold for the empire. Ponce de Leon accepted the promotion and packed his shit and his family and returned to Puerto Rico in 1509. As soon as he arrived back on the island, Ponce and his men began enslaving the Tayano people of Puerto Rico. Ponce distributed the enslaved Tayanos among his men. Soon, European diseases brought over by Ponce's men began to ravage the natives. The Tayano population underwent a severe decline during Juan Ponce de Leon's rule. Once again... The Tayanos tried to rebel against their oppressors. In 1511, a native named uh, Guaybana led an attack on the occupying Spaniards. The skirmish was bloody with many casualties on both sides. The Tayanos attacked Spaniards with arrows and burned down their settlements, while the Spanish retaliated with swords and gunfire. Ponce put together a force of about 120 men and attacked the natives one night in their sleep. Around 150 natives were killed. Guaybana was killed. Without a leader, the native warriors were easily subdued. Meanwhile, while all this was going on, Christopher Columbus died from gout. <laughs> That's right. He died from gout. You and your stupid fucking foot disease. <laughs> Eat too much salt and red yeah. meat. Yeah. <clears throat> He's fucking Dude, eating shit. salted pork all the time. Died Fuck him. Gout. Fuck you. Gout foot. <laughs> I hope that fucking gout foot hurt. <laughs> Christopher Columbus died from gout foot. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, his death was significant because Columbus had a contract with the Spanish crown that stipulated that when he died, all his titles and privileges would pass on to his heir. So when he did die from gout, uh, gout the Spanish foot. courts, it's gout foot, the Spanish courts gave his son Diego Columbus all of his father's titles. So in 1509, Diego Columbus replaced Nicolas de Ovando as governor of Hispaniola. And as new governor, Columbus wanted to install new leadership for the island of Puerto Rico as well. Basically, he wanted his friends in charge. So Diego Columbus removed Ponce and appointed Juan Serran as governor of Puerto Rico. Oh, man. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like a fucking Dubai party boy or something. It's like, no, no, man. I want my buddies. <laughs> exactly. Take Ponce out. Yep. I went to school with this guy. <laughs> Juan Serran. I know a guy named Juan Serran. He'd make a <laughs> sick governor, bro. Went to boarding school together. <laughs> 
Uh, but when King Ferdinand heard about this, he was outraged and demanded that Juan Ponce de Leon be reinstated as governor. The king's decree was upheld, and Juan Serrón was arrested and returned to Spain. But, even though Ponce had the king on his side, Columbus was able to consolidate enough power to have Juan Serrón reinstated as governor of Puerto Rico. This time, Ponce was removed permanently. Defied. Uh, King Ferdinand fired. King Ferdinand Gosh, where, where's he going to go next? <laughs> where's he going to fail up to next time? Yeah. I don't know <laughs> King Ferdinand wanted to keep Diego Columbus from swinging his dick around too much So he decided he wanted Spain to explore Unexplored islands not far from Puerto Rico And he knew exactly who he would hire for that His boy Ponce So in 1513, Ponce de Leon set sail from Puerto Rico with three ships of roughly 200 men. They passed the island of the Bahamas until on Easter Sunday, 1513, they spotted a big-ass island they assumed was one of the larger unexplored Bahamian islands. And Ponce named this island La Florida. Boca Raton. Because it was Easter season, which Spaniards called Pascua, Florida, or Festival of Flowers. Mm. And that's how we got our name, everybody. Mm. Uh, some historians believe Ponce landed in St. Augustine, while others believe it was actually Melbourne. Shout out to those towns. That's a oh. big-ass <laughs> fucking gap between St. Augustine and Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, there is. Uh, then one of Ponce's ships was carried away in a strong current and lost for two days. This would be the first encounter Europeans had with the Gulf Stream, the ocean current. That I was starts... just about to say, that's got to be the Gulf Stream. <laughs> yep, it's the first time they experienced that shit. Uh, it's the ocean current that starts from the Gulf of Mexico and flows through the Straits of Florida and uh, into the Bahamas and upward the coast as well to the Carolinas. Um, it goes out into the ocean. Ponce immediately claimed La Florida on behalf of Spain. Florida thus became the second territory in which Juan Ponce de Leon personally ushered in the era of Spanish colonization after Puerto Rico. Florida natives, however, proved not to be as welcoming as those in Hispaniola. This could be because even though many credit Ponce de Leon for discovering Florida, other Europeans and slavers had ended up in Florida long before he did, decades before him. This would explain the uh, Florida natives' distrust and hostility towards Ponce and his men. Once docked in Not Florida... Just his general wearing of giant metal hats and shit. And big beards and white skin. Uh, once... why, are you, why are you attacking me? Why are you attacking me? <laughs> you know he's sensitive to this. This... this... Particular episode is really hitting him, so like the anti seed. I hate white people so much. <laughs> <laughs> so once docked in Florida, Ponce and his men first encountered the Tequesta. Fuck yeah. An ancient tribe that lived mostly in and around what we know as Biscayne Bay. <laughs> Good old Tequesta. Yeah. Tequesta. Right on Southwest 199th. <laughs> Dan Reno Boulevard. And Dan Reno Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Ponce and the Spaniards arrived, the Cuesta flat refused to meet with them. When Ponce insisted, the Cuesta hid away in the swamps and cypress trees and virtually disappeared until Ponce and his men left. <laughs> so, Tequesta, those guys, they've been cutting it up for a long time now. You devils. Ponce is like, yo, come out. They're like, who the fuck are you? He's like, no, 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 for real. I want to meet you. And they just like chill, roll back to Kendall, come back out. Where'd they go? I feel like they're going to concuss my quarterback several times during a successful season. See you later. Um, so yeah, with the, the quest is just fucking vanishing. Ponce ordered his ships southward. There they found the Florida Keys which Ponce at the time named the Martyrs because he said the islands reminded him of suffering men. Oh, fuck. Ponce sucked at naming things. Yes, really bad. I mean, Dude, what, what does, you know what what? Is this guy's deal? Hold up. Like, 
Florida is pretty dope. That's a good name. That's a dope name. I like I that suppose. name. But Martyrs suck. The Martyrs. Benini. I don't even know Dude, what that I, is. I'm sorry. How, how do you go to the Keys? Where are you? Has, everyone here has been to the Keys. Has anyone ever gone there and thought of suffering men? Yeah, not at all. Not no. At all. It's like... Quite no. the opposite. I mean, unless you've been to like Hog's Breath Saloon in like August when they don't have any air conditioning, but... Other it's, than that, it's quite the opposite. It's like naked older <laughs> yes. guy, sixty-five-year-old guy, naked, fucking yeah. walking around, yeah, like chasing a rooster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like Florida, but the the reasoning behind it is so complicated. It's like Easter, and it's also fucking this and that. Like, just, man, fuck all that. There's flowers on shore. You showed up. You saw flowers. That's yeah. He saw. He saw. Flowers. I'm changing history. Yeah, okay. Hey, trust your friend Siege. He knows shit. White people do it. They change it to fit their narrative. That's right. I'm going to change history to suit my beliefs. <laughs> Just call me Ponce de Leon. <laughs> Just call me Ponce de Siege. Your friend Ponce. <laughs> your friend Ponce. My and friend then... Ponce. <laughs> <laughs> so Ponce and his men rounded the southern part of the peninsula around the martyrs. Uh, and they ended up on the Gulf Coast, and there they encountered encountered another tribe, the Calusa. Fuck yeah. Ponce tried to make contact with the Calusa, asking them if they were interested in trading. The Calusa responded by sending over canoes filled with warriors brandishing longbows. I love this shit. Yeah. Ponce had his men anchor off the coast and decided to wait out the Calusa. Eventually, the natives approached Ponce, and the two sides tried to make a trade, but things went sour and escalated quickly. Uh, because Ponce had an attitude. He's a fucking entitled white man. Um, the Calusa natives paddled out in their canoes and began to seize the anchor cables of one of Ponce's ships. In response, nice. Ponce's men captured four Calusa women. The Calusa sent out 80 more canoes and surrounded the ships. One Spaniard and several Calusa were killed in the fight, and four more Calusa were captured. The two sides were locked in on a standoff until Ponce ordered his ship out of the harbor. You know how fucking tough you have to be to go out there and fucking canoes and surround ships? And just climb shit? That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yo, this whole episode is making me hate Spain again. (laughs) (laughs) And all these guys got fucking guns and shit. Like, you know, the, yeah. it's yeah, probably 10 of Ponce's guys could have handled. And they're running ships out of harbors. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the captured Calusa told Ponce of a chain of islands that would turn out to be the dry Tortugas. As was always the case, Ponce was looking for gold. Instead, <laughs> he found giant sea turtles, Caribbean monk seals, and thousands of seabirds. No gold. Some might say more. That's more valuable than gold, Ponce. Can't you see that? <laughs> Look at this menagerie of life around us. This cornucopia. He's like, no, I'm gonna kill you. Of course, go. they look at those giant sea turtles and I'm like, can we eat it? Yeah. Is it filled with gold? Cut it open. <laughs> After eight months of unsuccessful exploration of Florida, Ponce ordered his ships back to Puerto Rico. But when he returned, he saw that much of the area he called home had been ravaged by a nomadic tribe called the Caribs. Ponce blamed Diego Columbus for failing to protect Spanish Puerto Rico. I like this little feud he's got going with Columbus's kid. Me too. Yeah. Very succession. I don't want to root for a Columbus, but I'm yeah, kind of on who, Diego's side. Yeah. I don't know who to root for here. It's uh, it's like a mob. Movie. It's Nick Celtics here. It's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mutual destructions. Jets, Patriots. Um, yeah. Yes. He then Ponce asked King Ferdinand permission to attack the Caribs in retaliation, and the king said, "Yes, you may." Uh. Ponce took three ships and set sail to attack the island island of Guadalupe, where the Caribs lived. When Ponce's armada arrived at Guadalupe, his ships were immediately attacked on all sides. The Caribs overwhelmed Ponce and his men, 
and Pons was forced to call his ships to retreat. Oh, for two. Yeah, he's taking some hits lately. <laughs> Uh, so, following the failure of Florida and getting his ass kicked by the Carib tribe and the Calusa, Ponce retreated back to Spain to regroup. Then, in 1516, things got worse for Ponce when King Ferdinand, his only friend in power, died. Womp womp. Hooray! <laughs> not sure if it was gout or not. <laughs> it probably, like, 80% of the deaths back then were probably gout. <laughs> Gout foot <laughs> um, or foot and mouth disease <laughs> or what was the other one milk sickness milk sickness, milk sickness. <laughs> Roger what was milk sickness again <laughs> from her <laughs> I was like wait a second because man you know I've had babies recently like you know the tit gets infected and stuff and, like it's a thing you know you gotta like get it out Women, the women that listen, the women, the woman that listens to the podcast would understand. <laughs> Just, yeah, <laughs> you know, you get affected. It's back then. Who knows? It could have been, could have been fatal. <laughs> so she oh, drank shit. it. Oh man, you, could, you you definitely could have been a doctor back then. That was one of my favorite moments like, on the podcast. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I definitely. I mean, yeah, I'd like to keep a dead woman in my airplane. <laughs> i mean it was oh, on hospital grounds yeah obviously it's okay it's all it's all medical it's all in the name of science uh so uh five years later uh after the king died uh news broke around the empire that a new hotshot spanish explorer named hernan cortez found a shit ton of gold in mexico <laughs> while bringing the end of the Aztec Empire. This lit a fire under Ponce. With Ferdinand's death, Ponce was facing losing his titles, including governor of Florida. And with Cortez finding mountains of gold in Mexico, Ponce figured, well, Florida and Mexico are like totally next to each other, right? So there has to be gold in Florida. Yeah, you know. Oh, no, he's going back to Florida again, isn't he? <laughs> he's totally going back to Florida. Um... News reached Ponce that several Spaniard explorers tried to settle Florida in his place, but each attempt failed because of the Calusa warriors that prevented anyone from doing so. Fuck yeah. But Ponce insisted he was going to get the job done. He was going to settle Florida, as was his right. He was going to find gold, by God. I mean, now I have a serious question. Has there ever been gold found in Florida? Uh, no. That's really yeah. Out of right. sand. That's been settled. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's like, lime, I mean, you'd have to dig pretty deep, right? Like, isn't it limestone you'd fucking It's hit? like limestone. Sea <laughs> like, yeah. level, sea level. Stone and then it's mostly out. in mountainous areas, like the West Coast and yeah. Central, you know. That's why Mexico is well, We have gold. Mount Dora. I think it has to be a certain climate. Mount Trashmore. Right. Not a geologist. Moving on. (laughs) Um, So in early 1521, Ponce gathered 200 of his men, including priests, farmers, and artisans, 50 horses, and farming equipment, and loaded them onto two ships to set sail for Florida once again. This guy's got resources, man. Oh, yeah. He's rich as shit. In July 1521, Ponce and his men made land in southwest Florida, basically the same area Ponce had anchored during his first trip to the Gulf Coast. It's like, those fuckers surrounded me here before, I'm going to come back and fuck them up this time. Yeah, exactly. Real smart. Real smart guy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Let's poke the bear again. So he and his men disembarked their ships to build camp. But before they could even start putting up the first tent, they were attacked by the Calusa. The very same tribe he had a skirmish with years earlier and kidnapped several of their women as slaves. Fucking Calusa are mid-season four, man. Can't <laughs> fuck with these guys. Dude, and I now love, they have a grudge because this guy so took much. their women. Yeah. The Calusa were once again armed with bows, but this time they had laced the tips of their arrows with sap from the Mancinial tree, or the beach apple tree. 
Every part of the beech apple tree contains strong toxins, the bark, the leaves, the fruit. The milky white sap contains ball and other skin irritants, and the apple can be fatal if eaten. Standing under a tree during rain can cause blistering of the skin. Even a small drop of sap will cause the skin to blister. And burning the tree may cause eye injuries from the smoke. So, during the Calusa ambush, these poisoned arrows were fired at Ponce and his men. One of the arrows struck Ponce in the thigh. The Spaniards were forced to retreat to their ships and sail away before another onslaught of the Calusa warriors came at them. So dope. The ships made their way to Havana, Cuba. (laughs) It was here in Havana, aboard his flagship, that Ponce de Leon died from his poisonous arrow wound. He was 46 or 47, depending on which historian you believe. Ponce's remains were buried in a mausoleum in Puerto Rico. On the side of the mausoleum is inscribed... Quote, under the structure rest the bones of a lion, more for his great deeds than for his name. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Who wrote that, him? It kind of sounds like a... As I'm dying, let me write my own inscription. <laughs> yes. Uh, let me guess, is that in the town of Ponce, uh, Puerto Rico? Probably. I would guess so. <laughs> Uh, the Spaniards would name the fruit from the Mancinio tree the little apple of death. Esa manzana de muerto. manzana de muerto. A little over a decade later, Diego Columbus had his friend, Spanish historian Gonzalo Fernandez de Oviedo, write something about Ponce that would be included in history books. So, Oviedo wrote that the reason Ponce returned to Florida a second time was because he was searching for something called the Fountain of Youth. These guys were high as fuck making up shit. It was a geyser that, when bathed in, had the power to make you young. Forever. Are we talking about Zephyr Hills? The idea was that the waters from the River Jordan in Eden somehow flowed all around the world and ended up in Florida. All of this sounded just as stupid in 1535 as it does today. (laughs) But that was probably the point. As one final fuck you to Ponce, Diego Columbus had his historian buddy write about how obsessed Ponce was to find this fountain. How weak and feeble-minded he was to believe such a thing. And how his obsession with a made-up fountain with magical powers ultimately ended his life. And that's how we got the myth of the fountain of youth. Dude, I, I actually love hearing that that was just made up by <laughs> Diego Columbus. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't so know happy. that. Yeah, I didn't even know where that came from. Neither did I. Yeah. And yet we have to fucking hear about it forever for our entire <laughs> lives. With no, oh my no God. real context. Uh, More education. Still, still go to St. Augustine. And you know what's funny is like, that's like, big shit in St. Augustine, which is where he, quote-unquote, landed the first time, even right. though it might have been like no. you know, two hours south in fucking <laughs> Melbourne, but uh, but St. Augustine is like built around the idea, oh, Ponce de Leon and was here searching for the Fountain of Youth. It's like, god damn it, you're the oldest city in our country. They're, they're the oldest city in the freaking country, and they have shit, like buildings from the 1500s there. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's like crazy. Hearing all that now is just a fucking made up story. What year is it? Twenty twenty three. I mean, would you go to Saint Augustine otherwise if they hadn't? That's true. This fucking tall tale. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's some good surf out there. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that's about probably it. Probably wouldn't. Um. Yeah, and so that's the story of uh, the first Florida man, Ponce de Leon. Everybody. Um, Fuck what happened hell, to? Uh, how did you? Do we know how Diego Armando Maradona? No, how Diego <laughs> Diego Columbus died? <laughs> we, know what, we know what happened to him. I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't get that far into it. All right. He didn't. 
He didn't research it, Roger. He's not from Florida. <laughs> Wait, technically he is, isn't he? Or no? Is no, he? I don't think he ever even set foot in Florida. He's a more of a Puerto Rico guy. That's for the Puerto Rico murders podcast. Fucking hell. Sources for this story. A People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. Juan Ponce de Leon and the Spanish Discovery of Puerto Rico and Florida by Robert Henderson Fusen. The Troubled History of Ponce de Leon by Daniel Leonard. And New York Times article Ponce de Leon Exposed by T.D. Allman. That's there you go. so stupid. I'm like just looking up extra stuff now because of uh, like the Fountain of Youth stuff and like how big a deal it is like they have an entire archaeological museum in saint augustine florida yeah ponce de leon's fountain of youth archaeological park yep how much are tickets for this <laughs> 40 bucks damn something like fuck that shit 10 bucks or something it's fake man visit the fountain of youth yeah i know that they, <laughs> they claim that they have the fountain of youth there saint augustine fountain of youth golf cart tour fun has a 4.9 rating on Google. <laughs> Sounds like a good That's time. pretty good, that's right? right? Uh, that's a, is that a high rating? I would think so. Some people, yeah, that's 4.9 like out of 5. But Jeez. It, <laughs> Interesting. Do they ever get to see the Fountain of Youth? Wow, this is just crazy, man. The amount of shit that's all, like the amount of economies built off of <laughs> yeah. Diego Columbus's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> the Florida Man Murders is a five-reason sports production. Researched, written, and produced by Chris Joseph. Music by Roger Rimada. All source material can be found by visiting floridamanmurders.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, kids, only assholes murder. So, don't be an asshole.